We're uh, after party, after party 29, almost to the big 30. Wow. And that's when you're old enough to know better. Yeah, yeah. the podcast is, um, Does that is, now, is now older than I am, which is crazy. When you're 30, you don't have any <laughs> excuses anymore, right? You're old oh enough gosh. to know better. Uh, yeah. Right? We're, uh, we're still just young enough not to know better. That's what my mom tells me when I'm misbehaving. <laughs> so, welcome to After Party 29. <laughs> we're going to talk about sessions 87, Assailing the Storm, 88, Four is Better Than One, and 89, Heracleonian Heroes. Yay! Good job on the you pronunciation. Said it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I was I was a little worried about that one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's jump into it. Let's talk about uh, what what happened in '87. We found out that Tiny Darts is Falzrin's middle name. <sighs> yes. I was hoping that wouldn't get mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't he have other middle names that we've learned throughout? Um, he has many names that that yeah. he will not reveal because names hold power. No, he won't reveal now. Yes. (laughs) Maybe only middle names hold power. Hi, I'm Falzerin, stranger. Who are you? (laughs) (laughs) Hi, you look menacing and dangerous. My name's Falzerin. (laughs) We finished off the spirit guardians or whatever they're called. Shield Shield guardians. Guardians. I don't know what they're called. And then there was a siren and then a big dome came down over the city and, and locked us out. Sure did. We were not expecting that. Not at all. That was <laughs> pure evil. I mean, that... I'm, and genius. I'm impressed. That was a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool thing to add in. Well, uh, yeah, I was really excited to do this. And basically, I, I mean, we learned also in this episode that this uh, attacking force has landed on the island as well and is assaulting the city. And I knew on basically day three... Uh, from from when you landed on Heracleion, three days after that would would be the attack. So you could have been anywhere. Like you could have you could have been off island. Interesting. Um, you could have wow. still been you could have still been in the city. You could have been down on the docks, which would have been. Oh man, I I was totally kind of hoping you were down at the docks, but. Ruthless. <laughs> that was heartless. Kill us off. Very very interesting. So yeah, you just happens to be uh out. North of the city. Yep. Waiting on our... Fr- well, we weren't really waiting on Geneva. We were waiting on Alamar to come up and and do his thing. You knew what was happening, when it was happening, and then you told us to go outside the dome. Just pure uh, evil. I didn't tell you anything. Uh, he didn't that was, tell uh, us. That was Geneva's uh, advice. That's a fair uh, point. Leland had nothing to do with that. We were supposed to meet her at the gate, not leave the city. I know. Exactly, that's right. I think we were just sort of looking at the time and went, well, we got like three hours. What can we do? Yeah. I don't know. We should have taken a nap. Probably. Short rest would have probably been our idea. (laughs) I know. Uh, We made our way along the much easier to traverse east side of the city. Yeah. And saw who the generals were that were attacking in the city. And discovered yeah. that it was the new Sardo, Chucky, and Erica. Yes. Yay, finally they come <laughs> back. Oh, God. It's been so long. <laughs> and, and Mia's never seen any of them. No, and I want well, <laughs> is Shakara. No. On the website, Emily updated the NPCs and it had uh, 
Sardos, deceased, and then I think what you put out there, damn it, Leland, behind it. <laughs> I was going to put deceased, revived, deceased. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Revenanted. Interesting thing about Sardo, which, with a nice little bit of flavor that Leland added in, was that only Shaft and Falzerin kind of saw this shimmering the, uh, little thing that he did, was I right. think what Leland said. So, yeah, I, I'm thinking... That probably means that he's come back for, specifically for Shaft and Falsey. Now, I, okay, so let's let's talk about that for a second. Sardos has nothing against Shaft. Matter of fact, Shaft was trying to help him. But Shaft was still part of the group that originally Shaft killed, killed him. him. Second time around. Yeah, second time around, but they was trying to kill him. That was just self-defense. I don't uh, know that Sardo would see it that I'm way. I'm not sure Sardo... Uh, but he wouldn't yeah. be... Uh, after my after me, I wouldn't think. He was after, he was after uh, Bren. Yeah, but Bren's dead, so now he's after you and Falzerin because you're the Damn only ones left of that group. Sorry. I knew hanging out with Bren was a bad idea. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> I actually forgot to listen to the after credit scenes now that we're talking about it. I didn't Once listen. Once again, association with Falzerin is getting shafted into more trouble. There you go. It's generally It's all Falzerin's fault. <laughs> yeah, so... Prove while, me wrong. While it was uh, uh, been, uh, been ages since the players, you as players, had seen any of these characters... Um, the uh, astute listeners that do tune in for the end of some episodes uh, will have heard, heard quite a number of uh, activities that Sardo was going around doing. As uh, I think there was, you know, there was one where his for his actual revival, as he found a new body after you you killed him outside of uh, Victure, and uh, another where he actually went and got Chucky from from Victure. Chucky was actually in Victure. Yeah, something yeah. happened there. Now, I will say Chucky probably doesn't care much for Shaft. No. But I think if I pay him the 200 gold I promised him, we'll be on the level. I, oh, yeah, yeah you think so, I eh? don't think that would make <laughs> yeah. it up. No, I think he yeah. will kill you. You want to go down there and ask him? Yeah, 200 gold, you ought to be able to get that hump removed for 200 gold, I think. That's all you need. <laughs> Everybody looks like they just got very uncomfortable. <laughs> well, I was trying to imagine this humpectomy that you're describing. <laughs> I guess it depends on how twisted his spine is, though. I mean, if he has scoliosis, that's probably a bigger deal. I think uh, Bill's qualified for that now, right? Kyphosis removal? Um, I think you just strap their um, ankles in um, to a device and then uh, <laughs> put them upside them. down and stretch them. That's how they did it uh, in Aspara at, at our current You're taking time. all the wrong humps. The good doctor could fix them up. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I knew Erica was alive. I freaking knew Erica was alive. Ugh. But she's unarmed. She's heavily armed and unarmed. Oh, that joke never gets old. <laughs> so then we ran into Drag and Jacqueline and Biff. Good old Biff. Man, Biff's my favorite NBC so far. <laughs> he hasn't said anything. <laughs> <laughs> Easiest to role play. <laughs> he has a great accent. We just don't know what it is. My name is actually Beef. <laughs> that's, that's pronounced Beef. B-I-F-F Beef. <laughs> oh, man. And we find out from Drag that Geneva had actually sent him a message that morning asking him to come to Heraklion yeah. because something was wrong with the dome. A little suspicious, Geneva. That is, yeah, really curious 
and weird. Yeah, so she sent a sending spell to Drag. So it's not like he... Because I was wondering, you know, did he get a letter that was maybe uh, counterfeit or forged or whatever? But no, sending spell. I don't think you can fake that. And again, yeah, like if Geneva's helping this like two-pronged attack inside outside i just don't understand what her final plan was for him other than to get the ring but that she didn't know i mean that's the thing I other mean, than he, to get access or I don't know. to to kill him so that nobody else could know yeah. how to make it work they couldn't call somebody from the outside to come in and save him or something maybe everybody yeah. that knows about it gets wiped out maybe yeah could be as simple as that so then is tenorman in trouble could be oh, definitely <laughs> and so drag takes us in a back way hidden way to the city and we see a forking pathway and oh, yes we sure do that's the end of 87 forking path there's a long stairwell down if i remember correctly very far oh, yes. very very, yes. very far yeah. down so if you if you look at heracli on like a big wedge we're up about in the middle of that wedge right about maybe a little bit point. on the high yeah. side and and we went down quite a ways. Yeah, yeah. I imagine Heracleon like it, when you when you come up to the island at at Port Heracleon, it's relatively close to sea level, and then it just gradually has an incline, and the city's on a big incline going up and up and up. It's Aspara's doorstop. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something like that. We also found out in this episode that Dreg had seen Alamar down at the docks. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Which is concerning. Looking very frustrated and uh, unclear what he was doing exactly, but... And the Rising Three wasn't necessarily there. Yes, I was very relieved that Dreg said he didn't see any uh, ships at, at the docks that looked like the description of the Rising Three. So, hopefully Grimby's hiding out. Hopefully yeah. Grimby yeah. doesn't have Alamar on board. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, Alamar, I've heard of you. C- come on on come Find on board. object. Oh, there's my elixir. I just look, put look, on look. a... Pot of tea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see Grimby's a tea drinker. In 87 is when we started thinking, Geneva's bad. And then in 88, I tried really hard to prove otherwise. Yeah. Well, we first started 88. We, uh, we kind of broke John. Yeah, John, we broke him. John broke. It was severely. unprofessional of me to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that's the hardest you've ever laughed on our show. And oh, I loved it. The, it was uh, so good. Yeah, I, I don't know why the forking path cracked me up so much. But. <laughs> I think I we think, were all biting our tongues. I think I wanted to say it as many times as I could to see what you, to see what it was going to... We were just going to go, all right, enough with it. Oh, but, how uh, many but I didn't get that far. Did, how many forks can a forking path fork till a forking path fork, fork, fork? <laughs> <laughs> well, we weren't going to take the forking path. We were on a mission, right? Yeah, you had to get yeah. into the city, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Screw that forking path. I mean, I know some of you wanted to. Oh, I oh, wanted yeah. to. I don't know that it was me as character. It was probably more me that wanted to. Yeah, I mean, uh, Bill was thinking to himself, you know, we have to remember this and come back because there's probably something important down there, but we, we can't do it right now. Right. I think that Drake didn't know about it because it was supposed to be a secret passage right, right. down there. So that's what made it appealing, but, you know. We weren't going to head down that way and get killed before we could get into the city. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be funny. You mean I put a, a hook out there to potentially yeah. snag you? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> How dare you? 
I mean, like, there's not enough fucking shit going on right now. Oh, really? (laughs) So, yeah, Yeah. so Mia got back on Geneva's side. What was that all about? I, for whatever reason, I continued to tie Alamar and Geneva in the same boat and was like, well, Geneva knew something was going on and wanted to save us from what, I don't know, like... She wanted us outside the bubble on purpose, like, in a good way. I don't even know what way that would be. And the thought that went through my mind was, there's no way Leland would do this to Falzerin again. That is the thought I had, so I defended her. You underestimated his dickness, didn't you? And I underestimated his... So many (laughs) have. I said it for you, Leland. (laughs) And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. And Bill's reaction was priceless. Falzerin, um, yeah. He, there's nothing left for him. This was... (laughs) It's over. Just kill him now. (laughs) This was, I was, you know, I was thinking maybe Geneva could be a potential love interest for Falzerin. She's this... Mm. She's this dark-skinned, beautiful, I think, is she an elf or something? She's an I elf, forget. yeah. She's an You're the one who said she's mage. hot, but other than I that, I have you know. multiple times attempted to make it canon that she is hot. Like a Halle Berry type, or what are we talking? Yes, ex- that's Ooh, exactly yeah, what I pictured. Totally. Yeah. yeah, Yes. That's what I pictured. Um, and wow. now she's dead, uh, or she's a deep scion. No, now she's murdered, yeah, actually, is the word you're looking for. I mean, not quite yet in our recounting yet. Very true. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, Falzern will forever be lonely and alone. (laughs) And untrusting? That was a foregone conclusion. Well, I mean, the thing is, though, like, Geneva didn't just betray Falzern. Like, I mean, Shakar was pretty friendly with her as well. Yep, yep. And, I mean, obviously, Geneva betrayed the entire city, too, right? Yeah, Ugh, just ridiculous. <laughs> if you look at the grand so, scheme of things, you know, outside of the, your own little micro self-obsessed Falzerin-centric <laughs> cosm of <laughs> events that are happening here. <laughs> at what point, Leland, did you know she was going to be a deep scion? Oh, was she, it was, she was before or after Brendel from, from the, the very beginning. Yeah, from the very beginning. Oh yeah, my was. gosh! So in the beginning, when you're creating after like or backstories, and Bill's like, "Who's the elder I trust?" You're like, "You trust this girl." Yeah, we had talked about that. I think from yeah. from uh, stage one that so you, from day one that Geneva was the one who'd freaking, always kind of you know not I been as judgmental of Falzerin and mm-hmm. been the nicest mm-hmm. to him and whatnot, and had been Ugh. very attractive and into Falzerin. Oh my god! But like, just the balls on Leland to be like, "All right, I got plans for Bill." And but I mean, like, she wasn't always a deep scion, right? It was like sometime probably exactly. After Falzerin initially met her. Yes, yeah, I, I assume that this, this smoking hot elf before she was the Deep Scion was was the one that was into Falzerin. Sure. And there, yeah. I mean, it wasn't um, just Falzerin that was speaking highly of her either, right? Like the Shikar got referenced, uh, referred to Geneva by the librarian of the Knowledge Center as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, yep. So clearly, oh, Geneva has this reputation throughout probably much of the city. I'm sure many Heracleonians viewed her or viewed her i suppose now in the same kind of way it's somebody to trust yeah somebody to absolutely because surely it's not just also like it can't just be falzer in here that has ambitions of other types of yeah. magic or, or other you know endeavors kind of thing right like this entire city can't be as strict and steadfast in traditions as alamar 
at least puts on a guise to be. Right. right. It stands to reason that there's there's more that, that share similar um, thinking as Falzern. For sure. So someone like Geneva, who's like such an infiltrator, like knows people in high places, like why couldn't she have figured all this Alamar stuff out sooner? Maybe she did. Maybe, maybe she did. Maybe, yeah. yeah. And she didn't care. Geneva was referenced directly in Alamar's journal about snooping around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, know. I mean, she might have known exactly what he was doing and, and wanted yeah. him to do it to try and get him on her side after he became well, super okay. powerful. So let's, let's look at everything that Geneva did when you were in Heraklion. Was attracted to Falzern. <laughs> let's, was, this is was, where we need to take notes because we sign. didn't catch what oh, we yeah. wanted us to do. So, okay, wait, so, wait. I'm ready. <laughs> yes, everyone get your feet your better. <laughs> so basically what, what she done, like, um, she was kind of, she was friendly to all of you right from the beginning, right? Came up to us at the party. Yeah. Got to know Shakara and me a little bit, right? And, and bonded in the way that she could. Just possibly, hopefully, garnering trust, right? Obviously, you spoke to her first about this Kraken deal, too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, she then mentioned in a uh, private conversation with Shakara, uh, first mentioned Alamar's secret library. Um, trying to put the lot of you on to the scent of whatever Alamar was up to. As Alamar is incredibly powerful and if he was in the city or at full strength in the city, then obviously this potential invasion would have had a, another stumbling block to get to, right? And then she mm. tried to get the lot of you the following day or the two days after outside of the city as well. Hmm. So she's trying to, she was trying to move all of these pieces in whatever way she could, right? Basically trying to get everything out of the city so her sleeper agents, her seeker, her spies in the city could take down the defenses from the inside kind of thing, Mm -hmm. right? And that's obviously very clear from as you walk into the sprinting to the top of the keep, past all of these people huddled in here, fearful, confused, and all this kind of stuff. Nobody really here left to take charge. And you walk in on this fight of of, of the the, the ritual casters around this anchor kind of thing. So why did she call Dreg? Yeah, I don't get that either. I don't to expect get, you to, to tell us. To get Drag to show up so she could get the only key that could get anybody absolutely. else into the city. What if the the inside attack failed? And even it might have failed, even if the four of you weren't there. Then what mm-hmm. are they left with? They're left with an impenetrable safety shell in which, yeah, I mean, now the city's under siege. And if there's no way in or out, there's no supplies are getting in and out too. And obviously, at this point, you know, it's been like the first night of this attack, so... Can't they that, just magically create food or something? Uh, that might just be a cleric thing. Mm. Wait, that's a... Wait, that's a real thing? I was trying to be smart. You can create food? Yeah, create, food and water. Create food and water, yeah. What? I could save the city. But even so, limited... Uh, supplies limited at the very least, right? Yes. Yeah, it would be hard to feed the whole city. After this is all over, they're going to have a C, D, and E team, I guarantee. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) A little bit more redundancy, maybe. Yeah. Oh, man. Four is better than one. Okay, well, uh, so the the battle with Geneva. Yeah. The reveal, Leland. The big reveal. Yeah. She had to get in there. She had to show up sometime, make sure her plans were going according to, to what she was trying to orchestrate. And their plans were not. Honestly, my favorite part of session 88 was uh, Elena and Bill's reactions throughout. I was just, <laughs> just, just tickled pink. <laughs> Listen to the dude. 
This is bad. <laughs> this is bad. This is bad. You can hear at one point where I've clearly got my face in my hands and I, you can hear a <laughs> yeah, muffled. Yeah, it's like all muffled. A yeah. muffled, oh, this is bad. This is bad. I mean, my evil cackle was ridiculous. I didn't remember laughing think, like that. I think that's my favorite. Oh, it's got some Twitter comments. I, You know, I, I always think when I hear stuff like that is Shaft looks over and falls her and just like, you know, hey, saw it coming, right? He said over and over again to him, don't trust anybody. And yeah. every time he's surprised. <laughs> right. At this point, Shaft's like, hey, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I think Falzern is is more and more as time goes on seeing Shaft's perspective for sure. And Falzi learned a new spell that he got to use. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And Mia oh, thought Falzi man. just pieced it on us. <laughs> I didn't know how that spell was used. That I was, was I never yeah, I've never seen anybody use it either. I was so excited for that spell and I like built it up so much and then You gotta I, roll for it. <laughs> I forgot that I have to roll for it, and I also forgot it happens at the end of my turn, so I totally <laughs> just screwed that up. <laughs> oh, it was hilarious. It's a great spell, though. It is fantastic, yeah. I th- what it, it gives you 10 rounds, potentially, if you roll above, uh, what is it, 11? Yeah, 11 or higher, you just need. Yeah, yeah, so 10 rounds where you're basically untouchable. That's incredible, for especially for a squishy wizard. For like, sure, yeah. for sure. That's Definitely. clutch. Yeah, once I learned how it worked, I was okay with it. But pop back onto the material plane just to take your turn, and then bye. It's so sweet. So this this fight was uh, kind of the very different from any other fight we've really had in the campaign so far. Uh, same with even the the fight in eighty uh, nine at the beginning of eighty nine uh, at both of these anchor points. It was more about uh, it was more about control uh, rather of the enemy kind of rather than your the four of your lives being at stake right because the four of you at this point can hands down easily deal with four deep scions right yeah so uh, yeah it was kind of a bit of a different encounter design and i don't know i think it went pretty interesting oh yeah trying to protect other people yeah more about keeping the encanters alive absolutely which we 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 kept one alive necessarily (laughs) excel at I think it really shows how fast, you know, 30 seconds goes by in a battle, right? Right. I mean, we were, I was just trying to run over to to get a good attack in. And, and just with 25 feet of movement, you're, you're only halfway there to be able to get something in. And the next time you get over to where you can hit, it's over. You know, Mia's already smashed a hammer into her skull and smacked her against the wall, <laughs> right? And then kept pounding her to death a little bit. It was a spiritual hammer. <laughs> yeah, you gave her the spirit for sure. <laughs> she she chummed Geneva's head. Oh. <laughs> she did. Geneva's head's been chummed. I just really want to make sure when they when they're dead, they're dead, you know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And also on that, then we had that clutch move where you uh, broke Geneva's concentration on that cloud kill. Yes. 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 Oh yeah. That, that would have immediately <laughs> it killed the rest of those ritual casters and done a lot of damage to Shakara and Shaft had they failed I was uh, their constant. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. thinking so much about that cave battle with Brendel when that yeah, happened. Absolutely. And, like, and that's, that's good. those are tactics that you. Uh, that it's 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 good that you're developing that as a player. As Mia well. wouldn't know that though. Oh, Mia absolutely would know that. Of course, Mia would know to break a concentration on a spellcaster. 
You concentrate oh, okay. on spells yourself. You are a caster. Mm-hmm. So 100% yeah. me yeah. you would not. I think, I think all, all of you would, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we failed to take advantage of that sort of stuff tactically in the past, it's it's our lack of player knowledge rather than our lack our characters not knowing. Like uh, Realistically, Falsy would absolutely know that if someone's got a concentration spell, you got to hit them. Yes, and unless you like come up against like a sorcerer or something that can subtle spell and you can't tell who cast it, yeah, your your characters very clearly know who they yeah. could or or and should be targeting to dispel these types of murderous effects. So you only saved one. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we didn't do so hot that. Yeah. I mean, to to your point, uh, John, of how quickly things happen, I think it was emphasized in this fight because. We had we had some people that were, you know, not heroes or not like powerful uh, villains, and it's like they go down pretty quick. And I think that that made the battle feel more intense and like things were happening quickly because all of a sudden they're just dropping like flies, right? Yeah. Whereas Shakara and Shaft and Mia, they can they can all take some hits over several rounds and still be in the fight. And I think we did a good job of, like, with using, using Blink, like we talked about. And I think Shaft moved over and used his bow a lot more for some range to be able to stay out of certain areas. I think, you know, the tanks are going up and doing their thing and, you know, the hammers are flying. I think everything's, we're getting a lot better at tactically working together. Yeah. After 87 episodes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you definitely see it once we're like tearing through the city. That's well, and and that number is has a bit of an asterisk just based on uh, party rotation, right? It's you know new characters and that kind of thing. But actually, uh, Bilbin had a, a question pertaining to the, I think this fight is what he's talking about. Uh, why didn't any Why didn't anyone go after the guys attacking the wizards casting the ritual? And I know some of you for have a bit of a contention with this question. Uh, I assume that he's referring to this anchor one fight and the uh, the 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 two scions on the furthest right of the room kind of basically for most of the fight went only contested by Mia's yeah. spiritual weapon uh, hammering into them and that kind of thing. So what do you have to say to that? Did I not use a, a fireball in this fight or was that the next? You did. Or... Yeah, you absolutely did. I believe I was fighting two people and trying to protect one. Yeah, you did. Yeah, that's true. And I was I tried to get around to where I could use my uh, disadvantage, my reaction to uh, cause disadvantage, but I would have incurred an opportunity attack, so I decided to attack first. But then he got attacked and he died. It was sad. I think tactically we were on the other side of the room. A lot of us. I remember being over by Falzern and by the doorway for a while, and so I do think that there was a little bit of time till we were over there and like. Like uh, Emily said, she would have had opportunity attacks to go up and melee combat other guys. I mean, we maybe could have part of it. done it a little better, but also you don't. You, we don't know what Leland's going to have the bad guys do, so it's not like we can anticipate them that much. So we right. we go in and we do yeah. what we think is necessary, and it we fell short this time. So you you you're saying that even in this. And I'm sorry, I'll backtrack for a little second. Yes, I think I agree with you mostly on that point, Emily. But like in this specific instance, you did you feel like you didn't know what these scions were, were going to do or how they? No, were I mean out? obviously they were going to attack the the encanters, but also we like you've said before, we're used to them attacking us. 
Yeah. Right, right, right. We're used True. to them coming to us, not us mm-hmm. having to go to them. Right. So totally. I think that took us a second to Adjusted. realize. Yeah. Right. I think you're actually totally right. Because I thought more about, yeah, killing them for the sake of myself. I wasn't even thinking about the ritual casters. I took a beeline to Geneva. That's all I you wanted did, to yeah, do was absolutely. take her out. I just didn't make it in time. But, yeah. uh, it was a big, it was a long room. And, and I think I got caught in the middle with one of those guys Yeah. Um, as I was trying to get by. And it took a couple rounds to, you know, the cloud kill thing came out. A number of other things happened. And we just, uh, I think we were all, had our, had our targets, but, you know, we had to adjust as it went. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sh- Shaft used, uh, not to side sidetrack the sh- the uh, conversation from his question here, but Shaft used a new spell that yeah. tried to help him get over there. Zephyr Strike, mm-hmm. which is, uh, yeah, it's a, it's really cool. It, it makes it so uh, they can't, um, don't have any opportunity attacks against me, and I can move 30 additional feet, and I get another 1d8 on a hit. It's a really cool spell, and uh, I'm glad I got to, to use it there. It got me a lot closer to, uh, to it. And, you know, Shaft can already... Ha- impose disadvantage on opportunity attacks so you know i can get up in there but i'm finding the bow is working out pretty well for me uh this is this is the battle where i started really liking that that plus one that gives me a plus eight to hit nice wow. in additional damage so i mean i really have to screw up to hit some, you know to miss some of these guys mm-hmm. yeah there's a later fight coming up fairly quickly after these episodes where yeah, you get to a really good spot and just can rain down with that bow. Like, <laughs> you can't do anything. Yeah. I can't do anything about it. Like, they it's just. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the bow. So, thanks, Bryn. It's a good bow. Yeah, thanks, Bryn. Thanks, Bryn. Yeah, Bryn. I was staying silent because I had nothing nice to say. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a great bow. Let's talk about it some more. Your memory lives on through the bow. I mean, I got a pretty sweet hammer, so whatever. I mean, I, I'm carrying it on my back and it's dragging on the ground. <laughs> yeah, <it's a> <laughs> so, end of this episode, Shaft uh, searched Geneva and found a piece of parchment and a key that we yeah. don't right. didn't know what either went to at that time. Yeah, I uh, I also drank my Alebender ale. Uh, this oh episode. yeah, yeah. Right, you were like, "Let's get drunk and cast a ritual." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that didn't go so well. No. <laughs> it went a lot better than I thought it was going to, honestly. <laughs> like, at least Falsey got his his section of the anchor moving. And honestly, yeah. uh, me and, and Shakara were only, uh, like, a, a couple pit values short of doing it themselves. I think I had mm-hmm. the, the, it was like a DC 15 or something, and Falsey just hit it. And, uh, you know, I think there was a 13 or 14 from me and Shakara or something like that. So pretty close. Yeah. But um, I couldn't help myself but point out in the episode, like, okay, yeah, if you get these going, like, then what? Then Shaft yeah. runs out to get help, and then... Absolutely, it, yeah, yeah, which was, was a good plan, for sure. If the other beam had stayed up, we could have stayed there chanting till yeah. more help yeah. arrived. It's true, Absolutely. we didn't know the other one was down yet. But yeah, then as soon as we saw the other one was down, we had it to go over, over there. It was a moot point, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I would also like to note that, Emily, you said you needed the ale more than any than him. But you and I, Mia and Shakira, Shik- <laughs> dang it, me and Shakara both have the same freaking intelligence. Oh, yeah, we do, don't we? Yeah. yeah we we do. both needed it more than him, but then 
with if he hadn't had it, he wouldn't have made his check either, though. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Important thing to note here is if we get the hell off of Heracleon, we can go get unlimited beer from him with all I the know. fantastic stuff. Yeah. If he's if he doesn't turn out to be a deep scion. Uh, one one last thing before we move on to eighty nine. We had a, a great line and follow up line, uh, line from Elena and follow up line from Leland. If Geneva is or, yeah. or was a deep scion, to which Leland yeah. says, oh, the jury's still out. <laughs> Shut up. I didn't mean to say it like that. I knew she was. I just killed her. Yes. yes. It was after I killed her as a deep scion. I misspoke. Good editing, Leland. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, there Thanks. were a couple things in this series of three that I'm like, why the hell did you leave that in? <laughs> you know why he left it in? Because he's the one that made the smart comment. And he I'm wanted to leave funny. in. Yeah, that's yeah. funny as hell. <laughs> he wanted to leave in his own jokes where he sounds funny. That's exactly it. Because <laughs> right there he said, the jury's still out. And on the other one he said, well, I thought we were friends. That they're all snarky comments Leland made. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Look, I. I know by now you all realize that very, very few times do I ever lead in with some snark. I'm definitely not one to throw around some snark. So on those rare instances definitely in which not. I do, <laughs> I feel like, you know, that's part this of us growing so with the listener. The listener gets to know us as players together as well, right? <laughs> so if you cut all those those human moments out then i don't know how, how the listener how the leland are supposed to make a connection with the names the, their namesake like someone right. likes the sound of their own voice <laughs> oh shit if you were just figuring that out now i don't know where you've been for the last year and a half <laughs> i can't talk it's fine <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. There's a very distinct, uh-huh. distinct, there's a distinct distinction between Heracleonian heroes and heroes of Heracleon. Heracleonian heroes does not refer to the party. It refers no, to the I people know. of Heracleon. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay. It's yeah, just... I know. Oh, I thought it was us. Well, though. technically, yeah. Definitely uh, not us. Falzern is a Heracleonian. Way to deflate my Hey, there you here. go. Oh, no, no, no. Don't get me wrong. 89 was a, an awesome episode. I really loved 89. Uh, we had, it was a, you know we had a little extra extra long. We had second anchor fight and kind of the whole defense of the city, like which it you extra all long. you I love it extra long. You all went about the defense of the city in general very smartly, I think, and you had some some good sound tactics that you employed that obviously helped you succeed and helped the city succeed. So definitely not discounting the finally heroics from the four of you in which we we, <laughs> we had to wait eighty nine episodes to get. <laughs> i don't know about you guys but it felt heroic recording it right he's like yeah. setting the scene and it was like oh it felt so good and intense it was and pretty epic very satisfying yeah it was cool yeah it was cool tenchi and half fly into the dome on their vulture oh that was so sweet uh, i could just totally picture that like oh it just would look epic tenchi and half just Throwing it out on the back of this big vulture. <laughs> yeah, that's their. Yeah, out for a quick joyride, you know. Half just... like waving his arm above his head. <laughs> be awesome. Yep. The dock comes under attack. They throw back a couple of three seven sevens and yeah. pull out the tat. <laughs> <laughs> I assume this one was on Tenchi's left butt cheek. It was uh, it was on something. We didn't. We didn't know. <laughs> yeah, he never showed us. 
<laughs> he never asked. He took his shirt off. If you recall, he took his shirt off to put some lotion on Shaft's tattoos. You didn't see any oh, vulture right. on his bare chest or back. So, ah, so yeah. if Tenchi was a celebrity, who who's Tenchi? Um, that's a good hmm. question. I don't know, actually. I don't Johnny, really think Johnny about it. Are we talking maybe? like Vin Diesel, or are we talking like... No, he's not like jacked. I mean, he's still like wizard-ish. Wizard-ish. Huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody on Heraklion works out. No, definitely. There are no gyms on Heraklion. Like no skinny Justin Bieber full of tattoos. Just <laughs> no, everywhere. Not... Oh, Bieber. please. Don't, Justin Bieber. Don't ruin Tenchi He looks like a Bieber. wizard, all right? He's I would strong. never let Justin Bieber put a tat on me. <laughs> let alone my ass. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, all right. So we, we uh, ran through the city to try and get behind the invaders. And we stopped at Fallsies to get his pet dragon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His, his uh, stuffed <laughs> oh, animal dragon. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know why, but trying to make things canon on air never gets old for me. <laughs> That's what I've been doing since the first episode. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, but you see, at least Shaft sets his canon bar a little lower than Falzer and Yeah. Freaking yeah. dragons. <laughs> Oh, my red elder dragon is sitting in the backyard. <laughs> I don't know. I find out crap when somebody brings it up. Oh, you know what? I happen to know this. And I'm like, well, why the hell didn't you tell us that before? Yeah. Shakara. I don't know what you're talking Very about. Very true. <laughs> if he might have had a damn dragon, we wouldn't know any different. <laughs> and then we ran by Tinnermans. And for some reason, Shaft really wanted Tinnerman to come out and do something. But there, he was not going to come out. Uh, I was just there to check to see if he had any uh, robotic weapons that we, that could be used through the city. I really didn't want to hang out there very long. I just wanted to see if he would come out and, and It was a good yes. idea. Because, like, those snakes and things he develops, they're not... Um, I would assume that the black goo wouldn't work on them, you know? Like, reanimating them and stuff. But they don't have a power supply. They're not powered. He's just He's building... Also... Sure, but he, maybe I don't. I don't. I imagine Shaft wasn't probably specifically thinking of those things. I mean, there's lots of stuff right. in Tinnerman's shop. Uh, also, Shaft like knows that Tinnerman, as or as far as Shaft does know, Tinnerman fulfilled the contract for any of those other types of things, right? Right. I was thinking Gatling gun. Right, Tinner, <laughs> Tinnerman. Tinnerman was going to let uh, Shaft and Paulzerin in. Paulzerin. Paulzerin. <laughs> let him in to hide. He wasn't going to come out and fight with us. No, definitely not. No. Why would he? He's a businessman. Well, once again, yeah, he's not a warrior. Shakara was annoyed at the stop. That's all I'm saying. But there's a some some um, pronoun usage that Tinnerman used that I don't th- none of you picked up on at the time. Oh what? No. no! When he what? said, "We're safe in here." Ooh, oh. I did. I did catch that and then completely forgot about it. Oh. Maybe he just thinks he's royalty. <laughs> so we Isabel don't know who's in there, in there with him. No big deal. It's just Izzy. Oh, freaking Isabella's in there. Uh-huh. Isabella was in I there. I think wasn't that's she? that's what I was thinking is that other people from cozy. nearby were in there with him, like mm-hmm. hiding out with him. Does Tenchi look like Adam Levine, the lead singer of Maroon Five? Okay, sure. Let's let's call it yes. Tenchi okay. looks like Adam Levine. I can <laughs> live with that. I like that. Okay. Well, he can he can tat me. Just a quick Google and a He can tat me too. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> tap my oh, ass any day he wants. <laughs> I'm t- sure he's a listener, so I'm sure he can. <laughs> right. 
Oh my gosh. All right. So Titterman is uh, hanging out with Izzy. Cool. Good to know. Didn't realize that. Yeah, we don't know where Izzy is. Yeah, she's been absent everywhere you've gone so far in the city. That's true. Yeah. We haven't seen her since the party. Yeah. Oh, jeez. We could use one of them sending spells and try to talk to her. Yeah. Or actually, Falzer could talk to her. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wants, Let's hold on. The, the <laughs> list in whom, in whom we are going to send a sending spell to that, but never actually do it is getting longer and longer. And oh, longer. yeah. <laughs> because I don't have unlimited sending spells, and I can't just create them out of thin air here. So. Can, I say, can I say that I cannot believe that you have not yet to contact Wimpy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cannot believe you. it. Like, uh, I'm with you, buddy. <laughs> I think that should be a lot higher so, priority than apparently than it we has need been. to contact Grimby. Uh, okay. I was just very yeah, surprised. I mean, is is what I, what I mean by that? Well, I mean, we did leave it with him. Be careful. Don't yeah, trust yeah, anybody. He, yeah, exactly. He's all buttoned. Trust up. in Chum is what I say. Trust in Chum. He's not an idiot. True. He, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And he's used to taking care of himself. He could be a deep scientist. No big deal. Mia, do you remember what uh, kind of resources you had at the end of '89, like after the night? Like, how many spell slots? Yeah, like, because you have, like, before you went to bed, like, sent ascending, but, like, hey, this just happened. Are you fine? Or are I you don't totally think out? I did. I had no spell slots. I had two first level spell slots, I think, and I used it in the library to, like, detect magic one more time. No, you mm-hmm. did that as a ritual. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But I had, like, first level spell slots only. And it would take, it would take, like, eight hours to write a parchment of sending, which you, we discuss in later episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is, what level is sending? It's third, so I at the time had three third level spots and a one fourth level yeah. spot. You keep up, up casting stuff, which admittedly does massive damage when you do that. But I mean, yeah. To be honest, my priority has not been Grimby. It's been to keep us alive and kill the bad guys. Yeah, that's, and that's that's, that's this battle and the the subsequent battles. So. I, it just, I mean, we're never going to need to contact him to get off alive if we're not alive. So well, and like, also, like, the thing is, like, the majority of the party don't want to leave the island when this shit is going down, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> three quarters of the, of the party yeah, three are in quarters, favor yeah, yeah. of staying on the island. So, what's again, what service, uh, what purpose does contacting Grimby without, unless you were to say, hey, where are you? Where can we meet and get the hell out of here kind of thing? So, yeah, that, that yeah, kind of, it does Yeah, and I sense. don't know that we want to do that. So it's just like... Right, yeah. otherwise it's kind of a waste of a spell just saying, hey, are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah, right, which we talked about a few episodes ago, yeah. I mean, it would be nice to know if he's okay or not. And if sure. Alamar did a... So what's uh, going on? Find or locate object and found his elixir or not. Yeah, like he could send us information potentially. Sending spells are so important. It's like you guys not having phones, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like, pretend we're back in the 70s. Yeah. If you want to talk to somebody, you got to go find out. Yeah. <laughs> like, you might remember. Where's my phone? <laughs> oh, no. I'm more than I don't have an, I don't have any more slots. <laughs> <laughs> my data's gone. <laughs> I think the other cool thing about sending is that it's so it's Leland could correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't it like super secure? Like, yeah, it goes no right to the like, person, like, and they know yeah. who's who's sending it to them as well. Yeah, so like, I feel like it's a really secure way that if I had it prepared every day, it'd be free. I mean, I do have it prepared, I guess. If I had one slot for it every day, it's like you could um, relay information. Like we could be like Grimby, you got anything, and he could tell us what he knows, even you know, yeah, whatever. Absolutely. But, I mean, when I created Mia, the whole sending spell in my mind was to contact my friend back at home that I've never even mentioned her name. 
Yeah. Because, like, it just hasn't, like, we've been thrown into all this. Right, absolutely. I'm just saying, you know, Falzerin, you should just do a whole bunch of sending spells when you get back uh, to the mainland. There's money in it. Yeah, I mean, 100%, I can start creating them, too. It's just, like, annoying that... You guys could set up a shop. It yeah. costs a lot of money. You can retire after this Heraclion business gets done. I think sending yeah. one sending spell is eight hours and two fifty in gold or yeah, something. Yeah, that's kind of the the the. It's, really it, it's a home brewery chart that I mount. It, it's actually worse if you go by like rules as written in five e. Uh, it gets really ridiculous. I toned down a little bit of it at the higher, uh, just because like I I wanted to give. I mean, I, and I specifically made it for Falzern, right? Um, but of course, it can easily apply to any caster. Really, I don't. I don't see why we wouldn't be able to do that. Um, but I kind of made it try to incentivize it for Falzerin. Um, You know, I guess like we don't have a lot of downtime when we're playing. Like we were talking, it's been like it's been like thirty days, I think, to where we are right now in for the for the uh, characters. 30, like 30 days. Like, that's not Amazing. a long time. For it's, the entire Think about how much power has happened. Like, think of the power creep in 30 days. That's crazy. Of, of everybody, too, right? Of the entire world of Aspara. Like, look at all this, these quick succession of events. Like, it's it it just, like, basically this, for the start of the campaign, this, this line of dominoes has been tipped, and it's just been picking up speed, and it's just going. And they're just falling, basically, right? And you are you are your own line of dominoes, right? Trying to keep up with everything that is uh, had, had kind of had a bit of this head start on you. Um, so it's kind of wild to think about that, and not I don't think very. It's not a, I don't at all traditional um, as far as most campaigns go, really. But that's kind of because of the way that I run my games mostly. Like like I mean, we've talked about before how 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 small in general, in comparison to other game worlds that Aspara really is. Like, it's it's very tiny. It's more like kingdom scale than continent scale. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes sense that the way of the timeline is working out. But um, now I've lost whatever train of thought I whatever train of thought I jumped on to try to get to some bullshit point. We're I was talking about to... the, the scrolls. 30 days. The yeah. scrolls. You incentivized like, it for Falzern because the evocation uh, bonus. Yes, exactly. That's right. So with uh, specifically Falzer making evocation scrolls, it costs him half price, meaning there's more room for profit for you as well. You still have to Mm -hmm. put in the time or actually even the time is half as well, I I believe. Yes. Yes. So there's lots of room for you to make some some cash. Obviously not so much with other classes, but that was where most of the incentive and and the the original intent of, of its creation was. And... Back to the having no downtime. Also, if you're making higher levels, which do require upwards of eight or plus hours, then it also incentivizes more downtime for the party and for the campaign in general as well. Part of uh, part of the reason I haven't really been doing that is because I there's only been like less less than a half dozen nights now where I've had my backup spellbook finished. Yeah. So I was using those rules to transcribe a backup spellbook um, for a lot of the nights so far in our campaign. Yep. Well, and 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 keep in mind, every time you learn new spells, you have to put them into your backup as yeah. well, right? And I've run out of I've run out of gold as well. So yeah, no gold, no supplies. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. think you ought to drop by your house and put your backup spellbook there, so when you, you know, lose the other one, you don't lose both. Yeah, I did that off mic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, good job. 
<laughs> but it's only a level seven wizard's falls yeah. right now once you're out for another few weeks you yeah, come back you know, yeah it's outdated <laughs> i mean it's it's better than we'll nothing have, we'll be level 14 <laughs> by the time you get back to heraclea yeah, if Heracleon's you should pick up standing. another book and start from seven to nine there you and, go and there. you got segmented See? levels well you know what by the time you get back your dragon will be fully grown too probably <laughs> that's true, oh, that's, true. <laughs> that's true it may have yeah. even made it and had a couple babies did you Maybe. just say that it's a kraken in Falzern's the Deep Scion? What? No. Yeah. His Falzern's, kraken will be Falzern's full grown. Falzern's baby kraken will be full grown. Um, can I pick your brain, Leland, about the scroll cases that you made? Like, what were you thinking when you made the? Oh, the quivers. Yeah. The oh, quivers. I just like there's a lot of shit going. So that we needed help. Two prongs. Yeah, exactly. Like it would be no, but I like this. Very useful for the party, but also like. This is a city full of wizards. What type of defenses will they have? Like, obviously, they had this store where this anchor point is, which is the basically the only, uh, like, worst-case scenario defense system of the city, right? Um, it's almost like, I guess it was created to serve as this catch-all against everything, right? At least give, if something happens, give the city a second to breathe mm-hmm. to, to be able to recover and, and take some type of action, Obviously, ideally, if that were to happen, all of the elders working together would still be in the city and able to orchestrate something like that, right? And that kind of stuff. But that was basically like, it kind of makes sense that they would have stockpiles of this armament, basically, is what it is, right? Like, that they could just sling over your shoulder and go out and not worry about draining the defenders of the city too quickly, at least, right? Yeah, basically, it's their armory. Why would you give him such crappy spells? <laughs> well, Sleet Storm's a garbage spell. <laughs> Sleet Storm Sleet sucks. When you said Sleet Storm, I thought you gave me Ice Storm. So I got really pumped. And when I made it, I thought I was making it with Ice Storm. <laughs> oh, Ice Storm is like a fourth level spell. Yeah, Ice Storm's damaging. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Honestly, though, I mean, it's, it's, um, Sleet Storm is not totally useless. Like, knocking your enemies prone is is pretty beneficial. It's for, fine until Shakara needs to go attack them. Yeah, if I could get up to them and then attack them, it gives me advantage right. on the attack. Well, also, like, you could you, like, and of course it wasn't explicitly described, but, like, in the chaos of the battle, like, can you just imagine on the, the back line of Heracleonians throwing sleet storms further forward of their front line, right, into the back yeah. ranks of the, the advancing army, you know, knocking them, yeah. slowing their advance kind of stuff too, right? So. Yeah. But then the fireballs melted away and it's yeah, just Yeah, the fireballs just make puddles everywhere. <laughs> People are throwing ice and fire in the same That was another comment area. that uh, Bilbin had. He says, should Volsey's fireball really work so well with that hailstorm going on? <laughs> but like I looked at like, you cast mm-hmm. storm, it's like an instance of hailstorm, right? It's not an ongoing thing. Uh, I think the ice is present for like on the ground, absolutely, yeah, yeah. 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 But like the physical, like hailing, yeah, I, I kind don't of, think so. I don't know. It's all flavor, though. You add to it, right? We do yeah. what we want. If it was raining real hard and you were a bug on the wall, and I had some hairspray and a lighter, <laughs> I would still burn you to death, <laughs> no matter how hard it was raining. Yeah, that's right. I I don't know what kind <laughs> of a crazy our... person would do something like that, but that's a good point, John. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I the way I think of it is that this same with fireball. Fireball is is in it happens over a very short period of time. It's just you know you blink and you might miss it. Maybe um, like it's just this 
this eruption of flames and then it's gone. Yeah, absolutely. So, bada bing, bada um, boom. I think it would it would still I think it's reasonable to say that it would still do the damage. It'd be burned and wet. Yeah. I mean, we were able to catch those bodies on fire. That's all that matters. We talked about it for like an hour, <laughs> but then you know, yeah, with a cannon, we have cannons. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we, we so you guys, you you all left Tinnermans and then flanked basically the outer skirts yeah. mm-hmm. of this army kind of thing, which was very very smart, very good idea. But also, really, what what came in clutch in, in these instances, uh, as we kind of like we you know we played out that first one and then we fast forwarded a couple of you taking out the because very clearly you, you can handle it right and. It, and I don't know how well it came through exactly in the narrative, but it's just like I'm picturing like the four of you like out now on circling for like hours out here, kind of fighting mm-hmm. and and garnering uh, uh, leadership, showing leadership right out there kind of thing. But really, what came in clutch was like the stealth checks sneaking up, especially when you all snuck up on to the people with the cannons. If you have failed those, those cannons would have round right on you, and that might have been yeah. pretty bad. <laughs> Could have been really yeah. bad. <laughs> Yeah, the the guys manning them were were not really overly powerful enemies, but those cannons are deadly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, it was good. It was cool to use our own weapons against them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. dumped out quite a few of those barrels of black goo. Yeah. Yeah, the mm-hmm. barrels. I mean, that's really a a turning thing, right? I mean, you kill people and you bring them back. You you build your army. It's uh. What Game of Thrones, uh, White Walkers, right? There you go. Yeah. Yes. That was that was huge yes, too. Yes, that's yeah. what it reminded that was, me of. Uh, very big that you took those out. Absolutely. And then Leland made the comment that there weren't that many deep scions among the dead. Hmm. And we don't know what he <laughs> meant by that. Still. Well, you all had theories. What were your theories? The generals were outside. Oh, the like bubble, the scions like themselves were higher rank. Or they were all yeah. inside the keep or inside the city still. Waiting to pounce. Yeah, my theory is that um, is is that basically they've they've gone back into into disguising themselves and trying to blend in. Uh, they're put there to infiltrate, right? Yeah. I mean, the guy at the dock was making sure the weapons were being sent where they needed to be sent. We saw him, and we got there, and he, you know, the crate came down, killed him. And that also made us think that everybody was going to be right. It was a good it was a good <laughs> ploy. To make us all uneasy. It also made us think Deep Scions were linked to Isabella. Did it? Not me. It made me. Hmm? He was at the dock talking about where, you know, the parts would go. And it's a tower thing. Yeah. It's the metal parts. Yeah, I mean, I there's still a lot of loose ends with Isabella and, you know, even Erica. I think there's stuff that we don't know how they're interconnected right (laughs) well and we still don't know (sighs) why this force is here either like obviously no we we just reacted in these three episodes so hopefully in some episodes that come up we you guys will discover what the why like why heraklion what what's what's so special about heraklion kind of thing lots of more unanswered questions Yeah, this is the part of the show where we start getting frustrated and think about uh, things. I mean, and... <laughs> I'm not frustrated. I, I feel like, um, I mean, if if listener were aware of how how far we've made it and the amount that we've played so far, but just hasn't been released, we're getting a lot of answers and we're we're discovering some big stuff um, in the very near future. So we we still don't. There's still stuff we don't know, but we're 
we're making a lot of progress finally there's also a lot of combat coming up to you the, the first half of our heracleonian adventure was all rp yeah. right and now we're kind of we're yeah. finally getting to almost the resolution of some of these roleplay moments that we had earlier resolving in combat <laughs> so mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of combat coming like i mean these three episodes were it was all combat basically right like you yeah. basically had instances of Dreg dumping exposition yeah. on you, and that was about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would like to say that the answers we're getting in the future are just giving me more questions. <laughs> this has always been this entire campaign. It's always, it's always been, been that, that way. way. And I don't, I shouldn't expect it to change at this point, just like Geneva. Should have always like five steps ahead of so us. So mad. But that's probably because he's planned it all. <laughs> well, you, you can't do it all, right? We, he wants us to. We can't think. go down every forking path. That's right. Exactly. We have to pick a point and go, and then other things will forking show up as we figure them out. <laughs> I want to do whatever the fork well, I want. Speaking of drag, the Heraclonian citizens rallied when they yeah. saw us firing and fighting from the back. They came up from the front, and we left them to it. <laughs> headed back to the keep and ran into drag again and mm-hmm. yeah. uh we told him or he told us that all of the uh remaining elders and the b team were all dead and we told him that we don't trust alomar we didn't tell him why we just said don't trust alomar don't expect yeah. alomar to save you so what's your th- because well, Dreg's probably... What, I was going to say, what's your thought on Dreg? I mean, think about everything that he did. Letting us in, getting us up there, helping save everything. What What is your uh, overall thoughts think on I think if he was a deep scion, he would have either not let us into the city. He would have told us to go down the forking path to get slaughtered. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? He would have somehow caused us to be in more in harm's way he helped yeah, us way too much I, basically i don't he think really there's did. much evidence to support a theory that dreg is bad i mean unless he's got some crazy plan that he's still working on that's longer scale than just this the yeah. long con if he was if he was in with geneva right he would have never let us in right what would the benefit have been yeah right and if yeah. he's not with Geneva, then he's with who? Isabella? I don't think he's with anyone. I think he's just a good guy. I think he probably is. No uh, way. What? We finally found a good guy. A couple more play sessions and Leland will turn him bad, I'm sure. <laughs> you'll, hear it, you'll hear it from me first, just in case I'm right. I mean, maybe I'll change my mind a few times. But Dreg for uh, head elder of Frackia. <laughs> oh, wow. Dreg is the only elder. <laughs> Is is he still there? If is he still in the city? Yeah, we found out that that uh, Gundar and Keek were dead, right? Drag told us yeah. that. Well, yeah, you, you saw Keek die. Gundar and Sybil in the Anchor Two fight. Yeah, as Emily mentioned, uh, Drag informed you they found Gundar and Sybil's bodies. So throats ripped out. Geneva, and so Alamar's still alive, and it's Alamar. Is he left? Uh, yeah. So oh wow, crazy. The dynamic duo. They could run Heraclion on fine, I think. And they are not hot at all, so I'm not yeah, even I mean, <laughs> If Alamar turns into this nasty lich, and then Izzy's just this this hag with scabs all over hag. they make a cute couple. 
Is, is Alomar like Sean Connery? Alomar is not quite no, as distinguished no. as Connery no. in some of his older years. He's a little more no. frail. Yeah, I picture him a lot thinner. The Dos Equis guy? <laughs> no, he's not like the Dos Equis guy. Clint, Clint Eastwood? But I turned into a lich. <laughs> I don't always turn into a lich, but when I do. But when I do. I drink the Dos Equis elixir. <laughs> it has two X's in the elixir. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i really like dreg uh he's he's quickly becoming one of my new favorite NPCs, and uh, which is which is funny because like before we we mentioned uh our scheduling conflict we had with uh, matthew jude um which who we've since recorded with now since so his episodes will be in well, probably a few weeks i think but dreg was originally supposed to be jude's character that was kind of the role that he was going to play so uh. i'm kind of happy i get to be dreg because i like dreg so <laughs> <laughs> thanks dude he gets to carry on longer yeah yeah that's the challenge of having npcs right is that if you want to include them in, um moving forward in the story it, it's kind of not really doable unless yeah you know, it's tough right absolutely yeah. like i said the island of misfit npcs <laughs> yeah that's where they all go nobody dies <laughs> and then one day we'll have an adventure going to that island <laughs> <laughs> oh boy that would be intense. <laughs> so after we leave Dreg, we decide it's time to take a little sleepy, sleepy poo. And we go back to Alamar's office, hoping that it's safe. And uh, find out that quite a few of the books that had been there before are now missing. Mm-hmm. Like the uh, Gollum books. Yes, there was yeah, a, the manuals. There's a Gollum-shaped hole on the shelves. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I originally thought that meant Geneva went down there, but now I'm thinking, Izzy? What if Izzy took them? Perhaps, yeah. Yeah, they. I mean, she's the one who had them, the other one, the one volume. Did We We didn't tell Izzy about the library, did we? We just told Geneva about it. We did not. That's right. But she probably can track all Falzern does and hears it. I'm everything. not totally so. convinced of that. I think so. I think you gotta track her on you. I don't know. A microphone, basically. You bug. You sure don't like me touching it. <laughs> it's very tender. Yeah. No one wants to touch it. It's him. red and not as, it's not as rose. T- yeah, you Nia won't t- touch his robes. You'll touch his scabulet. <laughs> Mia touched his robes to heal him, and she was like, "Yeah." And, and Shaft <laughs> said that you got you took ten dirt damage. <laughs> That's right. That was a good line. Right. I think. Yeah. Oh, derp. Falsy found a book though in the library. Yeah, the Wizard's Almanac. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which, which I made up that stupid title on the spot and realized after. I think we talked about it afterwards. We were finished recording. Oh, that's referencing weather. Like, Farmer's Almanac yeah, is yeah, weather, yeah, yeah. not right. yeah. vegetation. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. This yeah. Is Wizards aren't farmers, though, so. <laughs> they could be. They could multi- sure, multi-class. Yeah, they could multi-class into a farmer. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't pick a good land. Heraklion's not a good farmland. <laughs> no, it's terrible. No. Now, in one of these episodes, did we not come across? Didn't Geneva have uh, the missing page from um, the book? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I think we has not Shaft been found a page. He believe that he found it. A page. It seems to fit, but Parchment. like it, it was in Sylvan, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Frickin' Sylvan. If I had a dime for every time something was in Sylvan that we can't read, I know, man, this campaign <laughs> would be a lot easier if you could. You'd have a whole dollar. Yeah. So that that makes me a bit suspicious that it was Geneva who came in here and, and sacked the place and took all these books. But 
it would make sense for Izzy to do it as well because um, there's the manuals of golems. So. Uh, okay, well, like, the page was missing out of the book before that, we went down true, when the books too. were present, oh, though. Oh, yeah. And then the books are missing now. It's it's definitely more Isabella of had a position. library card because she already had the flesh column <laughs> checked out. Yeah. Well, true. I mean, yeah. Alomar said Isabella was getting <laughs> stuff for him, so maybe that was an exchange for the ingredients that she got. Yeah, yeah. those were her late fees. Yeah. Oh, her late fees are going to be through the roof now. <laughs> they were piling oh, up. Okay. That, yeah. that Falsy <laughs> sold it off into some random shop. Yeah, jeez. No wonder she wants you dead. <laughs> you bankrupt her. <laughs> Bar tabs and library late fees. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about Alamar actually giving them to her. I thought she would have stolen, but yeah, she could have been down there. He could have been like, I gotta go. Here's your books, Well, please. he's been the one that's really wanted her to be the, the, the next... Uh, elder right so they they've been in for a while yeah he didn't just meet her what if she was with him but dreg doesn't know her so he didn't recognize her so he didn't say hey isabella was with her you know oh or like oh a portly woman was with him yeah anything else uh well there's a few questions but i think that kind of it for the episode i did want we kind of got sidetracked though i wanted to touch back on contacting grimby Mm -hmm. what i mean (laughs) What are the outcomes would you think you would get from contacting him? And what would that really change in what you are doing now as well? I'll start first. For Shaft's perspective, if I can get Grimby to show up where I need him to show up, we can get off this godforsaken island. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we, meaning you, can get off the yeah. island because the rest of us won't uh, go. You guys are welcome to join yeah, Grimby exactly. and I on our next adventure. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's so shaft. Bye, shaft. Okay, John, roll a new character. <laughs> well, I look at this kind of like, okay, so so Mia sends it to him. Hey, are you cool? Grimmy says, yeah, I'm cool. Or you get no response. <laughs> yeah. Or or some guy says, came. No, took the we're sinking or something like yeah. that, right? Like or something. Like... Yeah. If he's under, if he's in trouble, if he's in duress, what do we do? We don't know where he is. Yeah. We don't know how we exactly. get to him. I don't. Yeah. Exactly. Better just not to know. I don't think it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. It doesn't change a. Th- or he it doesn't say, change a thing. Yeah, I took off. I uh, sorry. Uh, I had to go on a run. I'm down at the bottom by the Faelaren Forest or whatever. Uh, what, what's up with mm. you guys? <laughs> Anything new? <laughs> yeah, what's going on over there? I'm cool. What, yeah. What's going on with you? <laughs> 25 words The or one thing that could change is like if Grimby in 25 words gave us a bunch of information and answers. Yeah, that's likely somehow, to happen. Somehow, which Leland would never do. Leland answers to what? So what, what? Like you like, have to pose Where Alamar right? is or... We would say like where I would literally just save words, right? And be like, where are you? Are you okay? What do you know? Are you okay? Yeah. Shakara sends Any her love. info? I mean, the last thing we said <laughs> to Grimby was, put the lid up. If anything bad happens, get the anyone. hell out of here. Yeah. yeah. Don't trust anyone. Yep. yep. So my assumption is he wasn't at the dock. He's out in the water somewhere hiding. I think the most yep. challenging part is just the nature of the sending spell. Because it's not a conversation. It's a It's a short message answered by a short message with no ability to reply again unless you use another sending spell so uh, to leland's point i think it it's a good point it's not all that useful for us because five 
spell right. slots. You're not going to be willing to burn three spell slots use... on having a little conversation with Grimby. No, there have been more important things so far. I could upcast it to fourth level and spend five spell slots. But yeah, we don't rest often, so it's like... A lot can be said in 75 words, though. You can't be burning all of your third level spell slots just to chat with an NPC. No. No, you gotta put up a storm outside of a dome that you can't use. <laughs> just send some lightning and... Uh, I just feel like nothing would be accomplished and that's no, why it No, yeah, I think yet, that's you know? valid reasoning, absolutely. Absolutely. I do have a, a question for you three, though. When are we done in Heracleion? <laughs> No, I mean, what would what would have to happen before we would say, okay, it's time to go back and focus We'd on the tower? We'd have to have assurance the Kraken was taken care of. We'd have to make sure the city wasn't under attack anymore, and uh, that Alamar yeah. is not going to become a lich. Hmm. What about Erica? Well, that would be the the city's not under attack anymore. Yeah, I don't really care as much about Alamar. If he's gone off Heracleon, screw him. Oh, that's gonna bite us in the ass. Yeah, but... That's fine, but Mia doesn't know... I think Mia would be going, hey, the the city's safe, let's go get the Niyogi. I would think that uh, maybe Shakara would be... I don't know about Shakara. I, I want to find Alebender's dad in the uh, in the bloom and, and get that okay. beer. I want that beer. what... We're sort of... This is Falzerin-centric Heracleon now, so what... What would make Falzerin feel that he was ready to leave and go back to the mainland? Yeah, I think it all stems from the the fact that this is Falzerin's home more than anywhere else in Aspara. So he doesn't he doesn't feel like it's right for him to leave in the middle of Heracleion in, in this huge mess. So right. Would you want to continue on with the party, or would you be feeling like you know becoming a leader? Yeah, in the hero of Heracleion. Paul Zarin. That's <laughs> 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 something to think about. The newest elder. Yeah. yeah. You should probably go with Paul Zarin, too, because other people sort of might have heard about you before. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess it. I guess you have to try and figure out what percentage of Heracleon would share beliefs with Alamar and the like and would never accept Falzarin versus how many are... Maybe have been living in Heracleion and share beliefs with Falzerin, but just keep to themselves and keep quiet because the prevailing and leadership is you were in charge, you could implement that change. Yeah, but if it was you and Dreg. But does Falzerin want to go up against, say, 95% of the population who doesn't want what the change that they're going to propose? But is Bill too attached to his first character? That has to nothing to do with it. Cross my heart and hope <laughs> to die. Think of the reputation, though, the four of you and Dreg have now, yeah. though, right? Oh, yeah. Like, it's not going to go unnoticed in the city. Right. And a lot of the city is destroyed. Well, I would don't say a lot. I mean, there's, you know, a, a few number of buildings that have been destroyed in this, this wave from cannon fire and stuff. So there's a lot of rebuilding that needs to be done. Yeah. Not nearly as extensive as might needed to have been done had the four of you weren't, didn't get, were able to get back in the city. Right. Yeah, I won't. I won't say that it's uh, that it's unreasonable to think that Falzern might feel obliged to stay and try and clean up the clean up the wreckage and and rebuild. And I mean, three weeks ago, you were on the tower job with us because 
Nothing better to do, right? Well, it was more Falzerin left because he felt like he'd learned the majority of what he was going to learn in Heracleon, and there, he he suspected that there was other magic and other um, arcane knowledge that existed throughout the land that he wasn't going to come across in um, Heracleon, and so he he decided enough is enough. I'm leaving here, and I want to go out, and I want to. I've learned all the magic I'm going to learn here, and I want to discover. What, right, what but we discover. haven't shared with Shakara or Mia much about the tower situation at all, which was a major plot point in the first half of our season one, yeah. I should say, yeah. mm-hmm. or uh, chapter one. And uh, at this it? point, you may, well, it was at the beginning, right? I mean, it was the whole point. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's and... always been in the background. <laughs> well, because we, at first we weren't high enough level to even start tackling it. That's not, I suppose, I think John, yeah, I think John is right. Because that was the reason you all went to Goldham too, right? And that right. was yeah. a huge section of chapter yeah. one, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I feel like we put Bill on the spot a little no, bit. No. Sorry. But I do think it, to, like, th- I guess maybe think about what your character would really want. Because it seems it would fit for him to stay. If he were to decide to stay, it would be... Uh a sense of what's the word duty and loyalty over top of his own desires, because I don't think his desires are aligned with staying in Heracleon. He's it's like moving away from your hometown, you know, when you, when you get to be 18, 20, whatever, and being like, you know what? I come from this little hometown and I'm, there's nothing else to do here. I want to go and see bigger, more exciting things. Yeah, but you could be the ruler in Heracleon that introduces the new stuff you want. Yeah, but I mean, if he if he knew people that were like minded to him were now the ones that were in charge, he could leave with the sense that Heracleon was being taken care of. It really depends on how much he has fallen in love with adventuring. Yeah, yeah. Well, as yeah, I say, true. why would he want to come with Shaft? I mean, you think about Shaft's situation. He's a bounty hunter. He's got a job. He's been hired to do this thing, and. You two, I want to use you guys to come with me because you're yeah. powerful. But Falzerin, he may have no interest in, in coming along. Well, how loyal do you feel to Shaft? Do you feel like you owe him? For sure. Yeah, I think there's a bit of that. I haven't known Shaft that long, right? Like Leland said, it's been 30 days in game that Falzerin has known Shaft or thereabouts. Um, but Falzerin initially, um, part of what's in his backstory is that he knew of these blue lights. And he knew of talk of whispers of maybe some new magic that's coming about. And he wondered if these towers and the blue lights had something to do with this talk of this, or, or maybe maybe not new magic, but maybe ancient magic that's being discovered anew. And so he, has, he does have an interest in the towers to an extent because he wonders if there's some sort of magical stuff going on there that is is until now unknown to him or anyone in Heracleon. So so that's his angle, I think, for being interested in the towers and and for leaving Heracleon to go to the mainland. Hmm. Emily, as far as Alamar, I think one of the reasons why Mia would care less is like, how are we ever going to track him down to even... You know what I mean? If he left the island, by the time we're done with a Kraken and Erica and everything, you know what I mean? Days later, like what... I, I, yeah, but I still don't, I don't think either of us would give up without at least trying a little bit first, knowing how bad a lich could be. Yeah, maybe it's because Elena doesn't know how yeah, bad a lich could be. I think you be. need to do some reading. <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, I, I think a, a lot of maybe some of that character decision that 
uh, it's difficult to speak of to speak to now without additional information and kind of experiencing a lot more with Alamar specifically. Like what you as as characters uh, and probably as players, I guess, should probably really question what type of t- loyalty and duty that Falzern may have with Heracleon does Alamar also have with Heracleon, and mm-hmm. maybe he fled island in the sh- in, in, like in, in the inter in the interim to to save himself, but then is he going to come back? Mm. Like, is it now not worth him? going through with his plan where he wanted to and what he had originally thought would turn out? Or will he just try to find a new place on the mainland to do the same thing? Hmm, I never even thought about that. Right? So it, it's difficult, I think, for your characters to really judge that at all. Uh, maybe Falzer and Falzer could probably speak to that more knowing Alamar the best, obviously, right? As Heraklion is Alamar's life. I mean, Heraklion was founded by... His ancestors. Many uh, ancient Zelwicks, yeah, yeah, far, far in the past. Like, the, the island and the structures on it have been there for centuries, right? And there are connections, right? We have Isabella and Alamar, Isabella and the uh, towers. Towers. And, you know, there's there's a lot of connections there, so maybe that, that all uh, leads to the same place. Does Shaft worry about Alamar, then? I think Shaft, right now, doesn't care about Alamar. He is he is doing what he needs to do to help you guys with what you need done so he can get your help to get done what he needs to get done. And I think there's only going to be so much that you know, if we go sidetrack this, sidetrack this where he's going to say am I putting myself in a situation where I'm going to die for these other guys, I, I don't know. I don't. It, it's interesting to think about it because I always think about what would Shaft do in this situation. What What does he care about? And it's really tough sometimes to think how far would he go for your loyalty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What What's the 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 cost analysis there? Right. Right. For all this um, upfront spending that Shaft is doing for a, a later reward, is it? worth it i'm sure those calculations are constantly going through his mind every single scenario that you that the four of you come upon right kind of thing right yeah that is interesting that's very i mean hell by the yeah once heraklion is wrapped up we might have a few characters just kind of leaving the party to go do their own stuff rather than uh new members because of death kind i of mean thing. he's yeah. sort of he's stuck right now mm-hmm. yeah yeah, he definitely is stuck now. Like he's literally That's right. stuck on this island. Right so his now. best course of action is to stick with the strong ones, <laughs> right? Which yeah. is yeah. it's the Gozer principle. I've thought about that. You're definitely stuck. Um, I think Heracleon, when it's done, will be its own chapter. Maybe it's it, a yeah. holy cow. It's long, yeah, yeah, and it ain't over anytime soon. No, <laughs> I'm certainly not not tired of it though. I think it's interesting. No, it's an interesting yeah, plot I'm, line. Definitely enjoying the story yeah. still. I love that it's all falls in centered. Just. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, like events aren't transpiring because of right. Falzarin, but it just happens to be stuff taking place where Falzarin grew up. Yeah, I was gonna say if we went to your city, I think it would be much more Mia centralized. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess I'm thinking more along the lines of like, if Falzarin wasn't in this party, none of this would like we wouldn't be here. You know what I mean? Like that's Well, we I mean. may have ended up there anyway. If if Falzerin was from 
Altenchik and not Heracleon. But the Kraken was still seen going to Heracleon. Yeah. We would Shikara, probably would have followed Shikara would have said, we need to go to Heracleon and warn them. Right. Yeah. We'll say, let's go to Altenchik. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Mind you, though, like, the reason you originally went to Heracleon was to speak to the elders and get their help. So right. Yeah, There's yeah. some validity there, uh, for sure, though, Elena. Yeah. A lot of good that's been doing. (laughs) (laughs) Shaft is definitely stuck. Yeah, we checked everything off the list that that Shaft came to Heraklion for. Now we just got a shitload of stuff added to the list. Yeah, we added more to the list. And, uh, you know, how many more things is he going to add to his list is the question. You can commission your own sending spell scroll and uh, get yourself off the island. And, you know, you still have, uh, you know, Danzig to deal with, which is down, you know... At yes. The, uh, okay. So that's True. really the other thing that that is sort of uh, linking him to a Keeping bad situation on the, on the island. Yeah. Oh man, let's let's put some more episodes out, They're guys. Coming. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> if I could say so myself. Yeah, this is a interesting set of three for sure. The next chunk, I think, are going to be quite good as well. Yeah, there's a lot of crap Things going on, up. and uh, like I said, a lot of a lot of combat, and the four of you are definitely being put through the ringer right now. <laughs> I just want to rest. <laughs> yeah, we just want to rest. Uh, we had uh, another couple of questions. So Bill Ben had one final comment, kind of asking like, how much did basically the party's efforts change? Uh, by you know getting the anchors back up, uh, kind of to temper the amount of forces that made it into the city, and obviously, like the four of you, like save the city, like your efforts in getting the, the anchors up, like saving. If you hadn't saved Drag and the other casters there at anchor two, like the anchor would have, you would have had a lot of trouble getting that anchor back up. I mean, maybe you all could have then spent the time assembling people to teach them from the one survivor you had, right? But then that wouldn't have been time you spent down on the battlefield helping out, right? right. Yeah. So obviously your efforts were huge in, in the, the sanctity of, of the city for sure, for sure. And really getting the getting the, the dome back up was clearly the most important thing, right? Yeah. What you just said just gave Well, it's probably chills. our first heroic act in public. Woo! <laughs> yeah. In public, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> it felt so good. Yeah, I think Shakara needs another brand. Hey, there you go. I was very impressed. Yeah, yeah, because I think after this, you all leveled up, um, definitely, which kind of leads into Super McDad's question he had, David and Dave. He says, I believe Shakara has a little warlock in her now. Just a little bit. Did you do that for RP purposes, or is it providing some tangible benefits? From what we've seen so far, it looks a bit underpowered. Hashtag after party IP. (laughs) 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 That last comment, that last sentence there... um... I'll let you speak to that, Emily, I guess. Well, our friend, uh, our local friend, Rob, also has a paladin that he is multi-classing to warlock. So I thought, um, and the reasoning behind that was, is the warlocks get additional spell slots that come back on short rests, but I can use my paladin smite in those spell slots. So I can get my smite back after a short rest. That was the initial thinking in that. So level one warlock is, I mean, I get one spell slot, so it's not great. But the plan never was to stop at level one for Shakara. Shakara, I want to take to level three warlock where I get nice. a lot more. I'll get, I mean, I only get 
two spell slots total, but I will get a lot of other benefits. So that's the plan. So thematically, is things are things happening where I haven't been able to listen that is filling in some of these gaps? Because from Shaft's perspective, it's went from a paladin of some, I don't know, air to maybe not so much. Yeah, I mean, she's definitely getting corrupted. And Frickin' Falsy. God. Yeah, that was just that rubs was off the, wrong on everybody. That was like my concern. Like Shakara going warlock, does that is that too much with already having another character that's gone warlock? Should should that I mean is that like just I mean if Shaft sees another Eldridge blast blow out of somebody, he's gonna think, What the hell's going on? Everybody's a warlock Which and a is why I purposely did not take Eldridge Blast, because I didn't want you guys to know it first. So your two spell slots, though, that's like me recovering. I recover my channel divinity on a short rest, and it's two. Yeah. So that's pretty sweet. That's really big. Yeah. Yeah. It's just you haven't got there yet. You'll get there. Yeah, because otherwise paladins have to wait till a long rest to get back any spell slots. And paladins, in general, don't get that many spell slots. Yeah, it amounts to, like, 48 extra damage, right? Potentially, yeah. That's so much, Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, and, and I think your your choice in going uh, a different type of warlock than Falzern, uh was was interesting, and I think kept it fresh. Yeah, because I think we did have that conversation way back in what was that episode sixty three or sixty sixty three? Friend of mine, I think <laughs> when you had when you first got visited by Dendar. Yeah, and you know, and yes, there was a there was a lengthy uh, off mic section where none of you at the time. Uh, we're privy to where this all kind of started. I don't know if any of you have gone back to listen no. to it. No, I think Emily I has since said that you are able to. It was a very cool sequence. I was very proud of it, actually. I probably yeah. should. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Very just, just again, it's it just Emily wanted to open up a bunch of RP stuff, which is great. And obviously, any uh, person running any game should certainly promote that for their players and, and, and work with them to to give them exactly what they want for their characters, and there's no reason not to. I think it just makes everything much more interesting. I mean, look at this. We now we have the whole Dendar kind of thread floating around there, and it gave us Keck, and it gave us this interparty conflict too between Shakar and Falzer. We wouldn't have had any of that if Shakar if Shakar hadn't multiclassed. That's why you should always multiclass. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I mean, for Falzy, it's been a, a detriment. It's not really. It's not he's not gotten that much power. He's not and it's having Isabella as his patron is hurting him, literally. It wasn't a choice, really, from what I understand. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. But so far, Dendar is helping Shakara for whatever reason. And uh coming up it gets better. So Well yeah, exactly. You gotta keep in mind that like the two of you at Time uh, instance of these episodes only have a single level in warlock. In warlock, yes. a single level in any class is not going to make this incredibly impactful difference. You do need to invest in it. Yeah, level two, I get a lot more stuff. I get eldritch invocations and all kinds of other things. And then at level right. three, I get pact boons. So it's just going to be more and more powerful. But then after level three, I got to decide if I want to go back. If if I'm still alive, if I want to go back to leveling in paladin <laughs> or continue with warlock, and I. The benefit to going back to Paladin is if I get two more pal- levels of Paladin, I can get either a stat bonus or a feat. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Although if I get one more level of Warlock, I could get the same thing. I don't know. Faster, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know what 
Maybe if you get more slots at 4th level Warlock, I don't know what it gives you or what, other than the ability score. Usually at 4th level, you don't get much outside of the ability score. Uh, I get one more one more cantrip, and I'll have uh, 5 spells that I could know, but still only 2 spell slots. But they'll both be 2nd level. Well, hey, there you go. But at 3rd, they're 2nd level at 3rd, level 3. Anyway. 2 additional 2nd level smites is really good, regardless. But So, I don't know, that's something I'll have to think on. Yeah, so just stay tuned there, David Dave, when we have a player actually investing in their warlock abilities. <laughs> see how they how they shine. I think when you're a wizard, um additional levels of wizard are pretty powerful. Yeah, you you gotta stick with a wizard. It's it's tough to multi-class out a wizard. I mean just there was that short span period where that warlock was holding that warlock level was holding you back from being able to cast fireball. Yeah, right. right? Yeah. Like yeah exactly and look how impact like that's a, that's a very impactful spell right in in 99 of situations that spell is incredibly if you're an powerful. evocation wizard that can sculpt and and also if there happens to be some enemies clumped together like it you just you can't be i was gonna damage. ask you leland uh with our abilities now and with things like falzerin's being able to cast a lot area effect spells that take out a lot of small things quickly and if we fight something very large, how the four of us combined can do an, a, a pretty good amount of damage quickly. And if it's all focused on one area, you can really take something out. What's the challenge as a DM to be able to figure out what's going to be uh, very challenging for us, but not so much where it's just going to wipe everybody clean with a TPK? Yeah, I mean, I've said in an after already that I'm garbage at making encounters anyway so now i'm extra guard like now it's just shit on title and pop of shit i can't i don't know how to fuck to do it so <laughs> that's that's why i have to maybe i need to maybe move towards different types of combat encounters like we had with these anchors there's so much variability right even with just on top of the die rolls but throwing one big bat unless it is a huge like a, a legendary big bat yes you're right like the four of you will rip into it and before it gets a turn in its initiative, it's already half dead, right? Mm-hmm. It's already bloodied up. So do I just give you more medium difficult? Like, you know what I mean? Like more creatures, but still it, it, it's difficult. I think what it's a lot of DMs do play. is they, they, they give them something and they try nothing but to waste their spell slots and, and beat down with their big powerful items and then throw stuff at them to make that, that challenge. So Which... Is exactly what's happening right now in in our future plays, right? Like you are yeah. all being worn yeah. down. Oh yeah, we yeah. are definitely not giving it, not really given a chance to to breathe. I mean, right? Is because we've never been a dungeon crawly podcast, and the purpose of a dungeon crawl is to wear the players down. Where by the time they get to the end of it, the challenge rating of it is increased significantly just because of how low on resources they mm-hmm. are, and we don't do that right at all. <laughs> in this yeah. campaign right now so we're now starting to have to i'm starting to have to do that um because i just you just can't keep up with your power level without throwing you know three more krakens at you okay that's part of the reason that falzern has oftentimes looked a little bit underwhelming too because i play i often play him a bit guarded of his spell slot resources because i'm thinking to myself okay what might be coming next 
And if I burn all of my third and second level spell slots and even first level, then I've just got cantrips and then I'm like, I'm useless, basically. Yeah, I can see you like looking up at the sun going, well, it's only two o'clock and I'm already most of the way through my spell slots. <laughs> yeah, so Falzerin's <laughs> often using Eldritch Blast and stuff like this because he's, a, you know, because I'm a little bit worried that what what's going to come scared. next. Right. But we're starting, you know, there over these next few episodes, there are, there are times where... Falzern's getting down to next to nothing left. Well, Falzern also hasn't trained to be a fighter. Right. Like me and Shakara have. Like as much as you're hoarding your spell slots, I'm playing Mia opposite where she's like, whatever, let's go. Boom. Yeah, I got to kill what is in front of me right now, threatening my life this yeah. instance. Right. And yeah. We'll, I'll sort it out. That's future Mia's problem. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Future Mia's problem. Yeah. You've got you've got physical ability, physical prowess to fall back on if you burn your spell slots. Right, you can still get up and go toe to toe with folks. Whereas, fall, magic's the only thing protecting Falzern. I, yeah. I think that's when you get a really good party that knows each other's characters. You can see that. Hey, I know Shaft's going to take this guy out, and I don't need to. Yeah. I don't need to do that fireball right now because Shakara's got that guy. Mia's gonna hammer that guy. Even though there's four of them out there, I don't have to I don't have to use that spell slot. Right. Right? As a as a Balzarin's gonna blink but he's gonna blink in and do five damage with Eldritch Blast and then blink out. Every little At bit helps. five damage. But as Every we as we fight more together we sort of know what's going on. He's not piecing out. We know he's disappeared because he's gonna <laughs> yeah. he's gonna do that. <laughs> And I, I think those that all melds really well together. He's making it so we don't have to care about him. We don't, I mean, not not care about him, right. not have to worry about yeah, him yeah. getting hit. Worry about him, right? Absolutely. And well, in the long run, though, Shaft is the damage dealer, right? Long term, Shaft is the one that consistently put out the high amounts of damage. Yeah, Shaft puts out. He Shaft hits. Puts out like nobody's business. Absolutely. Shaft yeah. hits hard and he hits three times. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And you and he like you said, John, very difficult for you to miss yeah. now at at this level. So hitting every three of those attacks, two with the bow, right. but you know. Right. Still. still though with your hunter's mark and your Colossus, Colossus Slayer. Slayer and if you have Zephyr strike on, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Shaft is like the consistent damage yeah. dealer for sure, long term. But if he can, if he can keep people up there taking the hits, right, and sneak in, mm-hmm. do the things that he needs to do, it's beneficial to everybody, and it also protects him, right? Yeah, that's sort absolutely. of his uh, sort of his shtick. Shaft has a lot of shtick. I'm really excited to for everyone to see what what's going to happen uh, when the party levels up next. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's gonna be fun. To level nine, then yeah, we're Falls level eight grabs right now. a couple new spells. I I can't even. I don't even know what level you all are now. Like, <laughs> we're just don't even bother eight. keeping drives. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I'm giving XP uh, way too quickly <laughs> these last two episodes because we no, you guys are no, flying no. through these higher mid-tier levels now like uh, maybe we i guess milestones. it's because yes you have been hitting a lot of milestones you've got a lot of milestone xp which you've definitely earned but also like i mentioned we are just the 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 fact that we are doing more actual combat meaning you'll and this is something that's a fault of my own too is you'll garner just more xp from the actual combat just because there is a value for these creatures that you are fighting versus me trying to figure out what I want to award you for role play, which something we lean on 
uh, is kind of on me to f- to figure out how to balance more adequately so the progression is more of a, of a, of a progression and not spikes mm. and lulls and spikes and lulls kind of thing. Yeah. So that's definitely something that uh, I need to work on. If that's what we're going to be, if that's what I as a dungeon master are trying to promote is all these RP experiences, then U.S. players should be rewarded adequately for them. I think you've yeah, done it's a, a tough balance. I think you've done a yeah, good job of that. that. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't know any different. You're it's the true. only DM I've ever had, so... You're the only DM for me. No, I'm, I'm DM for you. Okay. Once. That was a one-shot. There's yeah, no I about killed you. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to DM for you again. I don't again. know. You killed the hell out of a scarf. <laughs> yeah. I got it back. I'm looking forward to the next time. Yes. Very good. Okay, that leads into the wrapping this up. We're at an hour yeah. and 40 minutes, so... Oh, dang. Yeah. Oh, what uh, do we have? Anything we want to discuss here at the end? Um, Let's just talk I for would, another hour. I would They'll like listen, to right? uh, emphasize that we have merch that folks have been buying, which is awesome. Um, I guess it's a there's pros and cons. I mean, it's great that people are buying merch, but the merch that's been selling most lately is uh, Team Lelanders uh, shirts. Yeah, hashtag Team Lelanders. Bestseller. Yeah. <laughs> Join the team. I mean, it is. I've never been so <laughs> happy it... and sad at the same time. <laughs> you buying your own product shouldn't count. Uh, no, it definitely counts. I did buy a Tiffany <laughs> shirt. Absolutely. You got to buy it sleeveless, you guys. You should just. You got to get the tank top. Make yeah. a shirt that says Leland on it. Right? He's the leader of the Lelanders. <laughs> El Presidente. Right. Hashtag El Presidente. <laughs> I've been petitioning for a shirt with just my face on it. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, that one, <laughs> maybe, maybe later. Yeah. Our graphic uh. artist refuses to do it. No matter how much we pay. You cannot pay me enough. <laughs> so, yeah, check out our merch. We got a whole bunch of different. I mean, you can. There's lots of different designs that Emily has done a fantastic job at crafting. Um, you can get on a shirt, you can get stickers, you can get mugs, pretty much whatever. In fact, yeah, I think we were saying you can get them on masks too, which... Mm-hmm. 0% markup on the masks too, because I just want people to be safe. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, be safe and put us on your face. <laughs> uh, all right, okay. here's the new tagline. Twitter that out. <laughs> be safe and put shaft yeah. on your face. <laughs> I gotta stop with the shadow jokes. I'm not posting it. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) Yeah, I think um, we've all been very happy with how the show has been progressing as far as uh, growth and just our narrative as well, and all uh, you know, all the cool guests that we've had the chance to have on and will probably have on in the future. (laughs) Maybe in a different type of capacity, though. We've kind of been talking about that a little bit, right? Yeah. Having maybe guests on for for one shots, which would also mean that we would then be putting out more one shots on the main feed. So right. we're we're branching out. We're trying different things. Sure. I mean, I know we've heard that um, many listeners do enjoy having the guests on, uh, despite the difficulties and challenges that do come with it. But if we're all thinking it's worth it, then it's worth it, right? Yeah. You, you know, it's worth it. Contributing to our Patreon. Oh yeah. <laughs> Quite the segment. There's so many other. There's so many things you could excellently have went with. Excellently executed segue. The way you, the, you know, the way you've been talking tonight, I just assumed I was gonna have a dick on my face. And I didn't know what was uh, we've all been there, Leland. 
Um, we've had some new Patreon subscribers, Patreons, patrons. patrons. I don't even know. Patrons. patrons. You need to level a warlock. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I need to. I need to learn the other language here of Patreon. But yeah, thanks for supporting yeah, us, you guys. Getting some good, uh, good Patreon account people and followers, and uh, downloads are doing great. Uh, the show's really uh, picking up, and we appreciate everybody that listens in and. And uh, all the feedback and questions, and and it's it's been really fun. Yes, the the support is is awesome and uh, heartwarming. Yada yada yada. Uh, all those all those niceties. Yeah, gloss right over why, them. Why are we letting Leland do this part? You <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> can't shut him up sometimes. And, um... No, it, it's it is fantastic, and all, we really appreciate everyone who has shared the show with other folks because that's primarily the, you know that's the best way to grow, and obviously. Some people have got to be sharing it because we're getting new listeners all the time, which is really, really encouraging. From all over the world. Oh, yeah. So, hey, guys. What's up? Countries I didn't even know existed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you do want to reach out to us from those countries that may or may not exist, (laughs) we're on Twitter. (laughs) We're on Twitter at EncourageableParr. You can search Encourageable Party on Instagram. Encourageable Party on Facebook is right. Our website, Mm -hmm. EncourageableParty.com. Where we have a ton of uh, maps that John has been putting together, the cities that we've been visiting to. He's also listing the episodes in, that feature those cities as well, which is great detail. Uh, Emily's working hard on an NPC list. Full spoilers on that, obviously. Uh, does share deaths and current status of NPCs uh, of import of some type of random <laughs> import that we haven't quite settled upon the definition kind of. The ones I like, really. <laughs> yeah, Just the ones, ones we, we like. like, the voices. Yeah. <laughs> Biff didn't make it. Sorry. Oh, Biff didn't make the cut. Maybe if he got a line. Yeah, maybe if he got a line. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter and you might see me doing some disturbing oh, things goodness. in the future. Hey, there you go. Some uh, RPG IRL. Yeah. RPG IRL. I'm, tr- I'm trying it out once a week to try to record myself doing something that you vote on and rolling to see how it I think it it's goes. a great concept. Um <laughs> but <laughs> okay, okay. I'm not, I'm not sure how much him, how much I like where out. he went with the first video, but it's 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 very creative. We dialed it back. We dialed it back. The first, <laughs> I love the first cut. I love the first draft of that video, oh, which boy. says a lot. Just, why we dialed it back, right? <laughs> just so, just so you specifically know, Elena, that it just it I killed know, me. I, know. I was full on and board with it. <laughs> I'm glad that our crude humor is on the same wavelength. <laughs> Okay, please, who starts to sign off? This is a sign off. Alright, I've been John and Shaft. I've been Emily and Shakara. I'm Elena in in real life. Wait. I've uh, been Bill and Falzerin. <laughs> and I'm Leland Steele. Happy adventuring. Hashtag Teamia. I'm glad that our crude humor is on the same wavelength, and maybe one day our Patreons can uh, get some exclusive content. I draw the line content. at poop. Okay, it's just you know what? It wasn't poop <laughs> in the toilet. It was well, barbecue it sauce like and lemon juice. Oh, and lemon juice. That's a I great tried to get marinade. The... 
Which, okay. I think the red tint to it made it worse. Actually. Were you going for people to go? Oh, that's barbecue sauce for sure. Is that was that what you were doing? Uh, no. <laughs> I looked at I looked at the cans of uh, thing soup and stuff. Oh, and geez, oh yeah. that could have been so much worse. But I mean, chili. added to the blue. You use chili. Ugh. I don't have a can of chili or manwich or something, but I used the blue um, toilet cleaner at the same time too, so it changed color. Anyway. <laughs> I scrubbed a clean toilet. And that then... is some nasty sounding toilet wine that you are brewing and <laughs> the two of you are getting drunk off. In Brings me pandemic. back to my days in prison. <laughs> Every time we play, just hammered off toilet wine. Get some toilet wine going. <laughs> Even though the only thing that is consistently open through this entire TR liquor store is the Adios are still resorting to <laughs> brewing their own toilet wine. That's right. And we only have one bathroom, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> that one took a second to sit in for me. Oh, <laughs> That's disgusting. Bill is so ashamed right now. He's like, why did you even 